switched on on F104 and I'm joined by journalist with Crime World, Clodamini. Hello. Hi, Louise. How are you? Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Thank you so much for joining us on this evening. We were having a discussion. We were talking about different stories that have kind of happened throughout the years in regards to crime and crime stories that have kind of stuck with us. And one Mm. of the ones that popped up was Darkie Kelly. But who was she? Yeah, so Darkie Kelly was born in the early 1700s and her real name is Dorcas, but the it's, it's the Irish word um, for dark. Mm-hmm. So her nickname was Darkie Kelly. Um, she was, and she's alleged to be Ireland's first serial killer, also alleged to be a witch. Um, she was basically a brothel madam um, and her brothel was, it was called the Maiden Tower on Fishamble Street in Dublin. And where that, where that brothel was now currently stands the pub Darkie Kelly's. Um, so yeah, she was she was a madam, and she was accused of being a serial killer. So basically, what happened was she was um, she was convicted for murdering a shoemaker on St Patrick's Day in 1760 um, by the name of Patrick Dowling, and he she was burnt at the stake. So basically, she was convicted of murder. She was partially burnt at the stake. Uh, she partially hung and then burnt at the stake for the crime. Um, it was only years after she was killed or she died that rumours started to circulate that she could be a serial killer because of the fact that there was um, bodies, loads of bodies found underneath the flooring of the brothel. Um, so people also accused her of being a witch um, during her lifetime. She allegedly had a baby for one of her um gentleman guests at the brothel by the name of Simon Lutchell and he was the sheriff of Dublin at the time and he was a member of the Hellfire Club, the infamous Hellfire Club which was up in the Dublin mountains and the the story went that she had a baby for him but actually she sacrificed the baby to to the devil Um, now there's been no kind of record of this baby ever existing so you know it is one of these things these folklore stories that was kind of passed down through the years um, but she was a witch and, of course, a serial killer. Um, but unfortunately, to burst your bubble, there was... A, I actually, on one of the podcasts that I posted today from Crime World, we did it last year, we did an interview with uh, Shannon Spence-Hughes, who's a researcher in UCD, and she dug into the case, and she basically found that... she Her conclusion was that she couldn't be a serial killer. Um, she said, you know, these bodies were found 20 to 30 years after she had died, and, of oh, course, wow. there was no proof that she was the one who had murdered these men. I mean, it was a brothel. It was back in the 1700s. You know, who knows who these victims were, if they were, you know, maybe they got a bit too handsy with her girls. Um, you know, there's, there's many reasons. That they, you know, there's no date of how long they had been there. So there's no proof, really, that, that she, she had done that. But her kind of her reputation for hundreds of years at this point now is that she was a witch, of course. I think that came into play as well because she was burned at the stake but also that she was Ireland's first serial killer. It's actually quite interesting how the Hellfire Club kind of pops up in these stories as well, because that's one that I would know of since being a child. You'd always hear about the Hellfire Club and how haunted it is and mm. all the stories that were attached to that as well. So now that it's kind of seeping into other stories, it's yeah. fascinating Yeah, like so the Hellfire Club, uh, like I said, it's up in the Dublin Mountains. It's like this, if you've been up, I'm sure you have, it's just this like brick building and you can go inside. It's rooms at this point. You can go inside and it's said that you know, there's all these myths that if you walk around it three times and, yeah. you know, whatever, the devil will appear. But basically, the, the, it was the story was, went that people went up there as part of the Hellfire Club to worship the devil. And, you know, they they were drinking and they were partying and they were having 
um, these parties there with the devil. Yeah, where somebody I think um, saw hooves on one of their guests that happened to be there. Yes, exactly. Now, whether that was their pot sheen or not, I don't know, but that is what is a rumor tale. That's the thing, you would wonder what they were drinking. Exactly, (laughs) exactly. And then to stick with the 1700s, Billy in the Bowl. So this is one people from Stony Batter might know of. Yeah, so this one's really interesting. So this, Billy in the Bowl, again, he was a guy who was born in the 1700s. Um, He he was born with no legs, but according to legend, he was blessed with a beautiful face. Mm-hmm. Um, and this guy, so what he had was, obviously back then, there was, there was no you know, medical devices like they have now, like wheelchairs or crutches or anything like that, so, or even prosthetic legs. So he actually put himself in, in a bowl with wheels, which was very innovative, mm-hmm. if I do say so myself. Yeah. And he would drag himself around in this bowl, so he would be really strong arms from, from you know, moving himself, his, his body weight. Um, he was a beggar and he was a thief. And basically, he lived on the north side of the city. So he was around Stony Batter, Grange Gorman, Oxman Town, that sort of area. Um, and he used to basically, he would lure women in with his good luck. Um, and they would take pity on him because of his disability. And when they'd come close to give him money, he would attack them and take their money, uh, robbing from them. Um, there was a few, you know, allegations that perhaps he pulled these women into bushes and, you know, had his way with them and let them on. Um, but sometimes in some of these instances, um, because he was so famous and so kind of readily identifiable as that was Billy in the Bowl, sometimes he would often as well murder his victims. So in one occasion, he attempted to rob two different women. I put at the same two women at the same time, um, but they overpowered him. They pulled his hair. I think one of them stuck um, her thumb into his eye, and they got away. And they told the story to two men, friends of the women, and they came back and took him and brought him to uh, the to a to a to the royal barracks at the time. Uh, and they took him away in a wheelbarrow. Um, so you can imagine that image going down the street. Mm-hmm. And at that point, he was convicted of robbery and sentenced prison where he, he spent his days um, doing hard labour. Is it difficult to get accurate accounts of what happened around this time? Oh absolutely I mean you're relying on newspaper records um, and that's what a lot of researchers would look into would be the newspaper records from back then and other than that apart from you know seeing that he was convicted or the same with Dorcas Kelly seeing that she had been convicted um, and seeing you know after her after her she was killed, burned at the stake, the, the, the sex workers from the brothel took her back and they woke her body, you know, very very traditional Irish thing to do. And they were arrested um, for, you know, public disorder or whatever it was called back in the 1700s. And those newspaper records are readily available. But then for that other information, you know, you're really looking at folklore and stories handed down through the generations in that kind of um, very traditional Irish sense of, of sharing stories. So I do imagine that this story has been told, both stories, yeah. um, Oh, in front of bonfires on Halloween night down through the years. Absolutely. And if anyone in Stony Batter has, because supposedly he still haunts the streets of Stony Batter. So if anyone has heard Billy in the bowl around the streets of Stony Batter, do let me know. I yeah, be I'd intrigued. be interested too. That would be very intriguing. Yeah, wouldn't it? You yeah. have done, as we mentioned earlier, a podcast on Darky Kelly. Can people listen to that? Yes. So we reposted it today just in the Halloween spirit um, where I said I was speaking to that researcher, Shannon Spence Hughes. She tells me all about um, kind of... Darcy Kelly, we speak a lot about the old witch trials um, and kind of how she would have been thrown into that sort of 
image of being a witch just because she was a wayward woman. So we kind of go very much into Darcy Kelly and who she was and the rumours around her. So that's available to us now. Excellent. Claude Amini, journalist with Crime World, thank you very much for chatting to us. Thank you, Louise.